Hey, welcome back to Pigeonhole Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Steve. How's it going, hockey fans? And if you don't know already, we're just a couple goalies that have taken one too many pucks at the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. Uh, we'll mostly cover the NHL, but we also discuss the NWHL and other happenings around the hockey world. So be sure to subscribe to this channel and follow Pigeonhole Hockey on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let us know what you think. And be sure to comment and share hockey news, highlights, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So, uh... You know, let's uh, get into this podcast on a nice Saturday morning up here in Utah, Steve. And how is it down in Arizona right now? Um, it's actually not too shabby. I think we're finally going to hit a day where it's not going to hit 90 degrees. I think it's only supposed to, hit a high, <laughs> supposed to hit a high. Well, it said it's supposed to only hit a high of 73. We're already at it. Um, so I, I, I'm very happy. Slept with the windows open last night. Life is awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's uh, up here. I mean, Utah, we... We've gotten snow already, uh, and then it went away. And now I think it's, it's I think it's going to be it's supposed to be an ugly weekend where we're supposed to have some winter weather, but right now it's absolutely gorgeous outside. It's got to be like low sixties, um, just really really pretty morning here. I've got my uh, well, you know one of my favorite German coffees I'm sipping on here out of my uh, Singapore cup, and uh, no, it's uh, you know. Just a nice, quiet morning, and me and you were texting back and forth and chatting back and forth for probably the last hour. <laughs> so yeah, like, why don't we record I mean, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, how, it's how we do stuff, right? We jump in. We already started talking hockey, going on rants. We're like, oh, this would have been good for the air. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, so let's actually, like, uh, you know, me and you were actually getting on the uh, the hockey card discussion, and because I had seen a post from Tim Hortons about their uh, collectors series again coming out and and dropping hockey cards, and really realizing that the hockey cards really are making a comeback. Well, yeah, the so that when you specifically mentioned the Tim Hortons cards, you know, I think it was about five years ago when they were releasing just a few at a time, right? And then they kept building up the sets and building up the sets, so. Uh, three years ago, I kind of made a push to get a full set finally. It's a lot harder to do here in the U.S. because they only release the cards in Canada. Uh, they do. Right. I, actually, I could be wrong. I think they may release uh, a limited edition, like a very smaller set before in states like New York. Okay. But, you know, my family members would get them back home, ship it on over. My daughter loved opening up packages. Uh, the only difference now between new hockey cards and the classics you no longer get that piece of steel gum that would bust your teeth and take you 10 days to actually get somewhat soft before it hardened into cement again. But um, I was able, like, this is the beauty of things like social media on, on Facebook. They actually had Tim Horton's trading card group. So all the doubles you had, you could send on off. And even hockey stickers are actually making that comeback too, like the sticker books. Um, wow, really? They had, yeah, they had the same <laughs> wow. thing. I just Dude, I remember stuff. those. Oh, I know. Dude, don't you remember trying to put them between the lines, screwing yes. one up that was almost sideways? You're like, what happened when I was that young and, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't drinking. Uh, <laughs> sugar was alcohol to a kid, you know? Yeah, you yeah. You put me on enough sugar, dude. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly it. So, the there's a lot of, you know, what I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty active on Facebook. Um, you think you're, you've seen my collection. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a yeah. pretty big collector. So, you know, I was starting to see all these, you know, live break groups, you know, you know, raffle groups, <clears throat> you know, they were, you know, really popping up. Now, I'm, I'm not getting back into the point where I'm trying to collect a whole set again. 
I don't have the time, I don't have the space, so I grab, you know, the random cards that I, you know, sort of really like. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it, it is, there's, it, it's, uh, it's, it's hitting its, you know, peak again. I, I don't, I don't doubt that COVID's driving this, because if you can't get out and do yeah. things, we find hobbies, right? So, yeah. And honestly, yeah, so, I think that's the you're you're spot on with it. I think something like COVID will drive the the sport trading, uh, sport card trading market up. And I mean, for me, I'm like I have my two massive, massive binders. Those old oh man, what are those binders from us '90s kids? The ones that zippered up. Yeah, uh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have two massive ones up upstairs. In fact, I've replaced them with newer ones when I was actually living in like a hockey, I got hockey Canada binders, um, that zippered up and were meant for your sports cards and such. And, uh, I've got them loaded up with just thousands and thousands of goalie cards. And I have boxes then of, uh, collectible goalie cards as well. I have the, um, I, I bought sets of like, uh, I'd have to go up in there. It's all, all the women's hockey cards and goalie cards and stuff. And man, just like, I would need to buy so many more of those sheets to put them all in. And the thing is, though, where do I just play them right now? I mean, when I, you know, when I relocated, they definitely, uh, um, I have to keep putting them somewhere and it's just, they don't get displayed. Uh, well, uh, what, they would. you know, I, I get, so, you know, one of the bigger collections I had to get the full set of, and I have two full sets now was the Centennial cards for the Habs because it was such a big deal. Um, you know, it's not often a sports franchise gets to hit 100 years, right? So I had to get all of those ones. And then, you know, I, I'll take a step back. I did not collect every single autograph one they had out because that's, you know, that's that's a tough feat. Like, I didn't care that mine weren't autographed. Um, that was not a big deal to me. But, yeah, there's some really cool stuff. I believe had their Centennial set. You know, there's there's a lot of really cool stuff. But what, uh, what I want to talk about is... Do you remember your very open up your very first pack of hockey cards, and who were you looking forward to open up when you open up that package? I can tell you for a fact, uh, I do remember my first ever hockey card, and it was a goalie, and it was Peter Ng. Peter Ng. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I still have that card because it was the. I remember me and my buddy and my dad, you know, back when we had those giant camcorders, uh, you know, my brother was part of the audio visual club, which he would never admit now, but he was. And so we got access to a video, you know, but a big old VHS on top of it and stuff. And my dad's recording me and my buddy at the table, just like trading our cards and going through and organizing them. Because I mean, as a kid, then that was like gold having those, uh, having those trading cards out there. And it wasn't all goalies for me yet. Um, that became a quick, thing for me as I got a little bit older that I'm just like, I don't care so much about collecting these guys that aren't goalies. So I started swapping and that was my deal. So like, I would be like, I will take any goalie you got for these guys. You know, I mean, I knew they were big names and I'm like, I don't care. They're not goalies. And so that's when my goalie collection actually started. I was probably like 12 or 13. I'm like, nah, well, goalies uh, only. Yeah, well, that's, that wasn't us. So I had an older brother. Um, my older brother, you know, even though we're only really technically separated by, you know, one full year, it was almost a full two years, right? He was a, um, a February baby. I'm a December baby. So, um, you know, we would be opening on up, but he took control of the cards, which led to ultimate disasters like our Wayne Gretzky rookie card going between the spokes of his wheel of his bike oh. to make the helicopter sound. 
Um, my dad was mortified. I was four when this happened, everybody, and I still remember that day. I can still picture the sun, the grass, my brother smirking because <laughs> he has Gretzky there driving around, and then my dad coming home when my brother proclaims it, and my dad looking like he wanted to vomit. Um, and then my, then my brother, so here's the other thing. I lived in an awesome neighborhood. Big shout-out to my McMurray Avenue crowd. That's where, I used, that's where I grew up and I used to live. Awesome neighborhood. There was always a street hockey game going on, by the way. Always. So if Dude, you, it, same all, in, in, in the Buffalo area. Anyone knows the Tyrunda portion of Cheektowaga. I know that's a lot of names for people <laughs> that are familiar with the area. But if you're from Buffalo, you know Cheektowaga borders Buffalo, and you know Tyrunda is that – you know, call it what you will, <laughs> very ghetto portion of Chictawaga that I grew up in. And dude, there was we always had street hockey games going and, yeah. and football games going. We you know, yeah. we were the Bills and the Sabres all the time. <laughs> yeah, well yeah. For but you know, in our Canadian neighborhood, right? So we played other sports. <clears throat> you know, we would go off and play baseball in the summer, you know, we'd you know, try to play some football. Um, it was funny is, did you ever do this? By the way, we'll get back to cards in a minute because these are awesome tangents. Did you play foot hockey at school? Yes. You know, the awesome thing about foot hockey, for those who don't know, it was soccer <laughs> with a tennis ball. Yeah. <laughs> but with yeah. hockey rules, it was hilarious. And yeah. if we didn't, if we, there was, wasn't many, you know, mini goalie or hockey sticks. You know, we had a few when we would play up in the, you know, hotel rooms, by the way, which was one of the best tournament uh, fun games ever in e-hockey. But I, I laugh when I thought about foot hockey because we couldn't wait to play that when we got there. We'd use sometimes a baseball bat and a catcher's mitt. You know, as a, never never had a blocker, though, um, you know, for the goalies. But, yeah, foot hockey, street hockey. And we had the most epic battles. You know, um, I actually wanted to bring down my old crew you know, a good portion of them. I remember you and me talking about this. Yeah, I think I was trying to get it set up last year, and then, you know, it fell through. But I wanted to bring them back for one more one more round of street hockey and then let them enjoy some, you know, Arizona weather, go check out some Arizona hockey, try to meet the teams, do a tour of the arena and stuff. But, um, hell, like, I might just, you know, if the whole old crew can't come back up, I might invite you on over, let you jump on in. And just get a big get a game of street hockey while we act like little kids for the week because there's gonna hey, man, we'll the- try to invite some of our podcast listeners like <laughs> hey if you live if you live in the American Southwest or you want to travel here yeah you know, or, or old, <laughs> yeah it's like hold on once COVID's done right what, yeah, once once this insanity's COVID. done yeah. and you actually do want to come into the United States from Canada as well. Like me and you, uh, if anyone hasn't listened to our initial podcasts, give it a listen. I think it was our second podcast we talked about, you know, how how we became friends in a goalie group while you were in Arizona and I was in England. And, uh, you know, the, the friends that we made in those groups. And, uh, you know, I made a lot of friends uh, around the world. I've invited a, one or two of them to, to jump into this podcast and waiting on some response cause, responses because I would, I would really – I love the different perspectives. I'm not looking for people to agree with me. I'm looking for – you know, those friends that are Penguins fans and Maple Leafs fans and Bruins fans and, you know, teams that I just don't even follow much, like Minnesota. Um, and then, you know, uh, other leagues, a lot of my British mates um, out there, following leagues out there, friends in Germany, following leagues out there. Uh, a lot of my women hockey friends uh, that, you know, I, I've made friends with a lot of uh, goalies, you know. Solar Bears, the, yeah. the Atlanta Solar Bears social media. Uh, was basically like we're gonna rate all of their our opponents mascots, and so they started at 
the Florida Everblades and they've got, you know, whatever the Florida Everblades, someone, you know, chime in here. I'll look it up probably after, but the Florida Everblades, you can even look it up, Steve, uh, Florida Everblades mascot, but they go in there and they, they judged the Florida Everblades mascot and all Florida responded was your mascot is a polar bear in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like, it was, it was a funny response because they just kind of judge. You know, and going to a freezing cold ice hockey arena throwing a jersey, it, it's amazing. And yeah, me and you last December. Like, it was right after yep. Christmas. Uh, yep. Right before New Year's, I was down there for one of the Coyotes games. It started off real good, and then they just collapsed in on themselves like a dying star. But it was, was it fun. It was a fun arena. Were you there for the Dallas Stars game? Was that the one you watched? Yeah. Back to one thing about hockey cards, you know, was it, it was just such a big – driving force when I was growing up and my younger brother where there was a gap on us you know he continued to collect and he got more into football cards and different things too we always collect baseball cards too by the way that was another big thing but as soon as you know I think I hit about 12 13 years old it had tied off for a good stretch of time maybe in the late 90s was staging a comeback again but then you know, some people stayed in with the hobby, but it wasn't as pronounced as it is now. Those, those Tim Hortons cards are highly sought after. And there's yep. there's Facebook groups you can join to jump in to get certain cards, jump in live breaks, trade cards. You know, I met people again, you know, that I was swapping, you know, hockey stickers with to complete a book, right? And it was pretty cool. You know, it was just honor system. You send someone over. And then when I had my book completed, whoever needed my stickers, I just mailed them out, you know, no charge. Here you go. You know, thank you very much. You know, so it's a cool hobby. Um, Street hockey, one of the best times of my life. If I ever go back and reflect on, you know, you know, glory years and stuff that I loved, street hockey days were some of the best. So McMurray Avenue crew, um, anybody else, let's. Get a big street hockey game here going somewhere in Arizona. Um, go watch some games at some point. So, yeah, that's where I digress with that. You got any other comments on these topics, my friend? But, uh, yeah, we're talking about a rebuild. And, you know, Taze and Kane and stuff, they got their cup. You know, Keith, they all have their cup. At that point, do you, is Taze or Kane or Keith, stay in Chicago and just deal with the rebuild? And, you know, you've earned your cups. Or do you go on and, and try to earn more? What do you do? Now, if you are like, you know, one of those guys or, you know, like I'd like to I'm just going to pretend I'm Crawford or something. I got a couple cups with the, you know, the Blackhawks and, and they want to, you know, I've got a big contract and they can't get rid of me. Do I want to go somewhere else or do I want to stay with the team that I've been with my whole career? What would you do? I would look at things the Patrick Hornquist. Mm-hmm. If you want me, I want to be here. The second I found out you don't want me. Send me somewhere where I'm wanted. That was, I think, what Patrick Hornquist said when Pittsburgh let him go and Florida wanted him. He's like, yeah, I think he waived his no trade clause and basically said once I figured out that Pittsburgh didn't want me and Florida did, it was easy to waive. And and I, I I'm that's that's the way I would play. I'm like, if if I'm playing with Chicago or any team, you know, mm-hmm. and they want me to be on that team, and obviously I'm under contract and stuff, and you know, we're we're not talking, you know, I'm negotiating my new contract. We're talking, I'm on that team. I still got four years left on my deal, and the Blackhawks want me. I'm staying with the Blackhawks. I don't build or if we're running for a cup next year. If they don't want me, get rid of me. Send me to a place where I'm wanted. I yeah. don't want to be here if you don't want me here. I'm not, you know, and I'm the same way with guys who. What whatever teams they're on, you know, the terraces and such. And so it's like, oh, I don't want to be here. Then I don't want you here. Yeah, but again, well, 
as a yeah. GM, I'm trying okay. to get the best deal for you if you don't want. All to right, listen, so you've you've touched on some sore spots. Okay, so we'll get All to right. the tur- we'll get to the tourists and those type of antics. Something quick, I'm going to touch on offsides is the dumbest rule when it comes to this. Okay, it's the only line that doesn't project directly up infinitely, right? And what I mean by that is the goal line, right? You can right. score a goal that's off the ice. It long as it crosses that line, it's in. Why is the fact that your foot is hovering over this blue line that that it's offside? No, your foot that that line should extend up. Look where the foot is. Like get rid of this contact rule because it's stupid. Because it, it get icing, right? You can ice yeah. the puck by putting it clearly into the stands and out of play, right? Now it's now a penalty if you do that, but that was still icing, right? So why? Like, that's the one rule I want changed. Screw it. Your foot's anywhere near that blue line and hovering above it, that's fine. That's not offside. Change that stupid rule. You know, but it's... It well, they're has... always talking about ways they want to improve the sport, right? Yeah. And, 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 and increase goal scoring. Well, one of the rules that I, to this day, just don't understand, because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, trapezoid. I'm sorry, when goalies leave the net... Well, okay, sometimes so, we're not that great, and it leads to some crazy situations. Now you block <laughs> the goalie down. Yeah, no, let, let me go back to this one, right? Because it was a good rule for when it was, you know, instated in, in the league, right? Because right. the trap back with when, when your two-line passes was still an offside call. Yeah. Back when the trap was, you know, a predominant thing, it, it, it made the game so boring and all the hooking stuff, right? Right. It wasn't just the trapezoid. What they did that opened up the game was get rid of two-line passing, cut down on all the hooking stuff that just slowed down great players like a. Yep. McDavid, right? Because McDavid is amazing to watch full tilt coming down that ice. So is that freaking, you know, uh, McKinnon, right? <laughs> the difference, like, when people ask, who would you take? And I always say McKinnon because McKinnon – is like a charging pit bull coming down that ice, right? That to me is just phenomenal with that puck. And that's not a knock. Like if it came down to starting a team, it's just for me, McKinnon is just slightly edging, you know, slightly edging McDavid. Um, You know, if we're talking about modern era, I would still take Crosby because Crosby just proved it time and time again. However, getting now getting back to this was that rule was put there because – the reason why – one of the biggest reasons why the New Jersey Devils won their cup was trap them, force them to throw the puck back in. Out comes Marty, <laughs> grabs the puck, whips it right back out, right? And yeah. you could never get set up. It was boring. It yeah. was so boring. And well, I think, the, I think the NHL's changed clearly since then, yeah. and I don't – I think the trapezoid is actually hindering uh, the, the goal scoring versus helping it. Yeah, and I agree. I think now they can go back and look at that rule and say, just get rid of it now. It's stupid. Nope, let, yeah. the, let, let the goalies play the puck. It doesn't there. involve, it's not in international hockey. It's not in, as far as I'm aware, it's not <laughs> in, in a lot of the uh, other leagues. I mean, I don't, I don't think we had well, the trap because, in England. Because, like, look, let's take a look. You know, we're, we're digressing again. We still didn't even really transition topics, right? We, we started with hockey cards and we somehow evolved into this. It's Sorry. awesome. And this has been the whole podcast, y'all. <laughs> yeah, the issue is now, you know, get rid of the trapezoid because how many really good puck handling goalies in the league? I could pretty much name most of them, yeah. and, and I think it far the number of goalies that can handle the puck and do it well is way below the other ones, right? Yeah, Carey Price can handle that puck. Mike Smith, brilliant at it, right? Um, I'm trying to think of somebody else back there because I could picture in my head back there with the puck. 
But there's some really good puck handling goalies that, hey, they're great. They get it on their stick. They can pass it just like a normal defenseman, right, and then get it going, right? Yeah. But there's not that many of them. The majority still fumble with it back there. It caused himself a lot of headache. And your your wingers love your goalies doing this. Because if they don't, they're skating into a corner with guys on their tail, like top speed coming in at them. What does it do? It allows those players to post up, one to go in a little bit harder just in case, right? Just in case the goalie m- makes a mess, but allows them to post up and takes away those big crushing hits, right? And then also at times it allows for that quick transition into a goal because we've seen it happen or a good scoring opportunity, right? So, yeah, because I mean I, the amount of old goal, the, the amount of old games you saw where goalies, it takes a weird bounce. Uh, they just mishandle the puck. Uh, it, it leads to more scoring opportunities. And like you said, it would take away the crushing hits. Yeah. So, and, and that's why. So everybody knows. Or help like, eliminate them. Like, I can remember Mike Smith was brilliant at this. And he learned from Marty Turco. Marty Turco from my hometown, Sault Ste. Marie, um, was really good at handling that puck and fired that thing up the ice. Like, he was really good at it. And Mike Smith learned his style. Like, that, grab it, smack it on the ice, and then fire that puck, right? Yeah. Hey, my garage bar. I've got flower power and Turco's jerseys up there. Yeah, I, I got the. I got a signed picture of Turks. I got to put up here somewhere. I, I haven't finished my Habs Team Canada room, by the way. So that'll be getting done here in the next couple weeks. I've and seen I'll, a couple pictures, but yeah, you haven't shown me in a uh, in any any advanced pictures here in the last. Couple uh, weeks. yeah, we need we need some we need some downtime to get this thing done. But I digress. Back to the topic. So I remember I remember Coyotes fans, you know, getting just pissed at Smith, but Smith was really good with the puck. Now, Smith is a competitor, so he would take those chances, you know, a lot more than he should have, you know, and sometimes get a little cocky and get, and get burnt. But if his coming up and handling that puck far outweighed the consequences if he didn't, right? Because it got that puck quickly out of the zone, right? You know, so for fans that hate it, yeah, it's nerve-wracking when your goalie comes into the net, but more nerve-wracking is that empty net when you're down a goal, right? Yeah. And, you, and you need you need to get caught back up. That's when you panic more. But let your goalie handle that puck. Your defenseman, they they love it. I don't want to see defensemen take a big crushing hit. Quick hits we did want to briefly touch on as we wrap up here. But there was one being the English Ice Hockey League. Every single time we try to get into this, uh, we never get into it. And it's been weeks now. But, I mean, it was weeks ago that they announced that the season would be suspended for 2020-2021. It was originally supposed to start December 5th. I know you and I, we're big English Ice Hockey League fans. I lived there for a while. That's uh, where me and you actually started talking when you were in the States. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were big uh Cardiff Devils fan and me being a Coventry Blaze fan because I lived about uh, I lived in Oxfordshire and Banbury if anybody knows where that is you know definitely check out the old auctioneer it is like the, my favorite place to eat in the world and it was even better when Christina worked there because honestly she had that place running like a wet old machine but I think she has since moved on but those games if no one has been to games in England or Europe if you're only used to the North American game it's completely different atmosphere as an American fan. The things you see on TV and, and soccer games and stuff where the crowd's always doing something is what it's like in an English game, uh, in European games. The crowd is into it. 
the whole game. You got the away fans doing their chance, and then the home fans. It, it's a lot of fun, and I loved going to Coventry Blaze games, uh, Milton Keynes Lightning. We loved going to their games as well. In fact, when I was there, they were redoing their arena in Milton Keynes, and so they were playing in Coventry for a bunch of games. So, honestly, I was split between the two cities because they were almost the same exact distance from us as they were, but I played all my hockey in Oxford. You know, I was like a rental, not a rental goalie. I was a rental goalie in Canada, but I was like a, uh, just a practice goalie for the, the Oxford blues, the university of Oxford team there. Cause since I wasn't going to the university, I couldn't play for them, uh, which is a hundred percent fair, but you know, now and then you need, you know, you need, you need practice goalies. And I practice with both the men's and women's teams and really cool people there. Again, played with my team out there in Oxford. But you and I are kind of at that point where it's like we can't, we, we like our little bit of trash talk as well. And, you know, oh, yeah. one of our fun ones was Coventry and Cardiff. And uh, mm-hmm. we're not getting that this year. Uh, but the Champions Hockey League. Uh, over there in Europe, uh, in, in turn, has also suspended their 2021 season. I know there are a lot of European leagues, KHL as well, uh, that are all playing, but they're playing modified versions of it. So like Dell, Dell has modified their version of what they're doing over in Germany. Uh, it, though I looked into it and it looked like it's, you know, hopefully some Dell fans in here um, can, can tune in and, and kind of advise us on what, is happening over there but it looks like they're kind of doing like a a tournament style look for dell this year definitely tune in if i'm wrong and and let me know but it looks doesn't look like the normal dell season you know i I like watching like the roosters and and berlin and uh cone and stuff and so you know and i'm a garmish park kirchen fan so dell too you know shout out to garmish park kirchen but uh and 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 as what you're leading to is i'd love to be able to watch more of these games like it's hard to watch a khl game over here it's hard to watch any of the european leagues you know because timings of the day for us exactly it but the thing is i'm going to be making more of a concerted effort hey to look up you know because what i usually watch are highlights and go through follow our twitter Yeah, actually, yes. listening, Pigeonhole Hockey. Uh, if there's a free game out there, or even if there's a way to sign up, like I know in Australia, because uh, I know if anyone doesn't know, I'm I'm a huge Aussie Rules fan. I don't know if I've discussed that on this podcast, but I'm a big yeah, Sydney Swans fan, and the Swans <laughs> sucked the last couple seasons. And uh, congratulations to Richmond for yet again uh, winning the grand final. But Australian ice hockey is, I believe, I believe you can watch them as well. But again, time of the day, like I can't watch, uh, I cannot watch uh, AFL games live because the games start at like two or three o'clock in the morning. And so basically I just have them on record and I can watch them on Sling. So free shout out to Sling. Sling does air a lot of AFL games. So you can set up your DVR version of Sling to record those games, and that's what I do. I, I'm much happier when I get my Swans games than other teams, but you know, whatever. We also lose a lot the last couple of seasons, so it's just usually me yelling at my TV and my wife telling me to shut up. But, yeah, uh, well, that's, you know, that's here all the time when I when, <laughs> when my Habs score and that Elibu comes out, the whole neighborhood could hear it. Everyone, uh, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. All right, talk to you later, hockey fans.